Welcome, welcome, welcome to Run Mama Run. I'm your host, Michelle Schroff. Run Mama Run is a community of women that love, cheer, and desire the absolute best for each other. Give us a follow on Instagram, runmama.run, and Facebook, and our website. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Run Mama Run. Today we have Miss Tracy Rodden. Yay! And Tracy is an entrepreneur. And today I'd really like to talk to her about what that looks like alongside of serving her community. Mm -hmm. And I know for a fact that um, you're a professional in this area. Mm -hmm. You have owned multiple businesses. Mm -hmm. You're an amazing wife, amazing mom with five kids. You're a bonus mom to two kids. Mm -hmm. And now grandma to sweet baby sage and Mm -hmm. baby girl on her way July yeah Piper our girl will come in July and I'm flying out to Washington to live there until the baby comes. <laughs> it seems that's the plan. My like, daughter's baby's like, coming July. Yeah. I'm leaving tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I I think we'll have an apartment on camp, you know, oh, site for you to stay in. That's so and sweet. I think she just misses her mom. I bet. Mm-hmm. And when you're having a baby, it's like, you want your mom there. I remember when I yeah. had my second, I went in and I just, I wanted to come home because I didn't want to be without my first because they were yeah. only 18 months apart. Yeah. And it was so hard. And I told yeah. the doctor, I was like, I promise I won't do anything because I have C-sections. Yeah. And he's like, you promise? Mm-hmm. And I got home. My mom wasn't here yet because I had her early. And mm-hmm. I remember looking at the kitchen and it was a disaster. Mm-hmm. And my husband's all, okay, I think these dishes over here are clean. And these I think are dirty. Or wait, are these clean? Or wait, I don't remember. <laughs> and I cried. I just lost it. Mm-hmm. And I called my mom. I'm like, can you come now? And mm-hmm. she did. She came. She whipped everything in yeah. shape. She held babies. It's amazing when you got a mom that's like mm-hmm. there for it. And my mom came. She was here for like two months. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. It How makes a big for? difference. Um, well, the babies due towards the middle to end of July. That's uh-huh. kind of how I say due dates. I don't right. say like exact dates because right. that never happens. <laughs> Except with my son, Nick. He came on the exact day he was due. Right. Um, and so I'll probably go like five days before oh, about the due date and stay until the baby comes and probably a week later. And then my husband will fly out to Washington State and we'll spend a weekend together oh, nice. with them. So yeah, well, that'll be nice. Yeah. It's a really cool situation. I mean, I hate that she's a thousand miles away. Like wow, I could you put it that way. It's like, it. yeah. <laughs> everything to me runs in numbers, yeah. even though I'm really not a good math person. <laughs> it's like, okay. Well, a thousand miles, if you had to drive it, how long would that take you? So the flight is two. So I would say 11 or 12. 11 or 12 hours. Yeah. So if you had to drive and like you couldn't get a flight out and she yeah. went in earlier, then you could totally do that. Yeah. That's a half a day. Right. I probably wouldn't. I'd probably <laughs> just pay the airfare. I think I'd um, <laughs> uh, hire a, a charter, a private jet. Yeah. I'm not I don't know, driving. Does Uber go that far? I don't know. Oh, see, I... I'll sleep. Oh, you drive. I know. I can do that. I can totally... I'm down. Yeah. And, and knowing that there's a baby on the end of it, I'm totally down. Yeah. I mean... I'm just that girl that would be all about um, holding those babies. I know. It's a sweet it's time. Amazing. And it goes by so quick, you know. <sighs> it's yeah. it's um, it's disheartening, but then you see the fruit of mm-hmm. a life. And mm-hmm. then when the grandbabies come, it's like, oh, my gosh. It's the consolation prize of it the really empty is. nester. <laughs> it's the consolation prize. And it's also just the, um, th- just the fruit of raising up a kid and that kid desiring to have a child and 
for you to just be able to see a, a, another child that you're going, wow, that's part of me, regardless yeah. if you gave birth to the child before or not. It's right. the, the the values, what you instilled yeah. into that child. And, and that's why I think, um, you know, when we're looking at our community, you know, there's, there are times that there are folks that just don't have that. They don't mm -hmm. have a That's family right. or they don't have someone that can come alongside and rally for them or a mom that can say, Hey, I'm going to, I'm, I'm mm -hmm. camping on your couch for two months. Mm -hmm. Like my mom did. And how important, how important it is for us to be able to say, Hey, we'll come alongside of a family mm -hmm. or a young lady or a young man that mm -hmm. doesn't have that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you started looking at going into business for yourself and creating this business, was servitude a huge factor in that decision? Mm -hmm. So I actually really didn't have a mom growing up mm -hmm. um, for a lot of different reasons. Um, my dad raised my sister and I. Mm -hmm. And um, I came to the Lord when I was about 18 or 19. And, you know, um, being a seasoned believer mm -hmm. like I am, mm -hmm. you know, we both are, you, you look back on your life mm -hmm. and you see where the Lord filled in the missing pieces. Right. right. And as a mom who's adopted, you mm -hmm. understand that also oh, yeah. for your children. And so I just look back and I saw, you know, these amazing women mm -hmm. that the Lord had brought, you know, older than me, like mm -hmm. not quite moms, more like big sisters right. type of thing. And they served me and mm -hmm. they, you know, I almost want to call it mentoring, but that's such a formal word. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like, I'll meet you at Sunday at 12 right. and we'll talk for <laughs> one hour and then, you know, we'll talk again next week. It was really just them pouring into me. Wow. It was a servanthood. Yeah. And so, um, as I got older and that kept happening and happening and happening, mm -hmm. this gift from the Lord, these amazing yeah. godly women, I just knew that that's what the Lord wanted me to do. And, um, recently a friend of mine, Debbie Elsdorf, who's an author and a speaker, I was mm -hmm. visiting her at her home and she gave me a gift and it's the book by, um, now my mind went blank. It's called Godmother mm -hmm. by, um, Oh yes, yes, Lisa yes. Brevere. Yes. And I was reading it. And if you have a chance, that's an excellent book to read. Um, but she talks about how, you know, for eight years, she was waiting for a mentor or, you wow. know, somebody to come alongside her. And God kindly finally told her, Lisa, for you, there will be none. Wow. And she was, and so she's adopted that over the last, I don't know, 30 years, mm -hmm. I'm guessing that she's the one. And so I kind of realized that when I moved here to New Mexico, mm -hmm. Um, 10 years ago now Wow. that, you know, that was, God had called me to be the one. And that's not to say, you know, I'm the one, right? you know, it's right. like, it's he's calling you up. He's, yeah. he's activating what he's already placed in you. Right. He's, he's saying, like, I've it's given time. you enough. That's training. right. It's that's time. Right. Little bird, get out of yeah. the nest. And so I don't say like, I'm the one. Like, no, I'm like, I know oh, exactly what you're saying. I get it. <laughs> no, for me, for me, I think that it's important to recognize when, mm -hmm. Hey, God is calling you to do something. Right. And I, I, we have a million reasons why not. Yeah. We can say, I'm not equipped. I'm not capable. I didn't have a mother. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for you, you yeah. could, you could make that excuse. Right. And you could say I, that wasn't modeled in a mother, Yeah. but you had all these women that came alongside that. Yes. Cause when I even look at my own kids and I say, you know, I mean, you're my daughter's mother-in-law Yes. and she, she never refers to you that way. She just calls yeah. you mama Tracy. Yeah. And for me, I'm so thankful for that. I'm so mm -hmm. thankful that my daughter is able to be poured into. And mm -hmm. I've been present since day one. Yes. But to see the the um, facets and who she is growing into mm -hmm. and going, oh, wow, 
that attribute I love, and that's not something she learned from me. Mm-hmm. That was something that was poured into her by other women, by you, mm-hmm. by, you know, there's a, another woman that she admires. Her name is Roberta. Mm-hmm. She comes alongside of mm-hmm. her and Roberta doesn't have any children, Yeah, but she flew all the way out to California from our, you know, our kids' wedding. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's just people like that. And it wasn't even yeah. necessarily like she looked at Skylar and said, you need a mom. It was I, I, I can do this. I love you and I want to love on you. And I think we complicate things. Like you said, why do we call them mentors? I mean, it sounds so formal. And why can't we just say, Hey, I love this person and allow God to be the one to fill in those spaces. I had gone on a leadership training one time with a young lady and I say young lady because you know she was in her mid-20s and that's very young to me it is. Uh, right <laughs> she's a baby <laughs> she's a baby but I didn't know her story I just mm-hmm. met her and we were going up to our room they had had the women together and the men together and as I was going up the stairs I noticed she was you know fumbling a little bit and I thought you know just let her go in front of you and I said go ahead in front of me sweetheart and you, you know she she kind of looked at me like she was a little uncomfortable and I went what did I say? And then I, I kept kind of going through my head and I went, it doesn't matter, whatever. I say a lot of things that I shouldn't. So the yeah. next day we had kind of a time of reflection, trying to get to know each other and just reflecting on how we ended up in this place. And she had shared that she did not have a mother. Mm-hmm. And when I called her sweetheart, mm-hmm. it did something to her because, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, I'm an older woman tell, you know, just treating her like she's one of my little chicks and come on, sweetheart, get, go ahead and go in front of me. And it moved her just that word, sweetheart. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I call the lady at the grocery store, sweetheart. I call everybody sweetheart. And for me, it's just what I say. It's not like, oh, I'm going to fill this place in. So, so really and truly living authentically and living out who we are. We're so afraid. You know, I was kind of yes. going through my head. Yes. What did I say? So no, well, the world is teaching us it is. to be super careful. It is. I was, um, at an event. I won't, <laughs> I don't really want to say where, cause I don't want to, you know, was it the club? <laughs> Just kidding. No. Just... It was a church event. Oh, gotcha. Yes. And somebody was talking to me about their life and how busy they are. And mm. when I've learned, I'm 52 now, and I've learned that when you have that minute to speak into mm. a life, you need to take it because it might not come back. Right. Of course, it has to be in love and it has to be from the Lord. Right. But when she was talking to me, I really honestly just felt like the Holy Spirit came on. Mm-hmm. To tell her, you know, you're this is happening because you're not trusting the Lord. Mm. You don't trust your faith is the issue. And when I said that, that was me. That's a big chance to take. It's it a is. lot of people get super offended. And I didn't want to offend, but you know, she kind of was a, taken aback. And I said, here's the thing: you're drowning. And I feel like I'm like a lifeguard. The Lord right. has, you know, told me, and I'm not going to just stand on the side of the pool and watch, watch you drown, you drown and yeah. say, you know, you might want to consider <laughs> as you're drowning. And I said, I just felt like it was time to reach down and grab you. And she yeah. said, thank you, because, you know, that was hard to hear, but nobody takes that chance anymore yeah. to say what we need to hear to help us. Right. And we have become a society of protecting ourselves mm. And what that really does is um, that makes it to where we don't have authentic relationships right. like you're talking mm-hmm. about because we don't want to risk anything. Right. We want to keep it comfortable for ourselves. We want, and we call it politically correct or being polite, whatever you right. want. 
yeah. title you want or label you want to yeah. put on it, you know, it's, and so, um, in business, in my business that I have now, I talk to women about owning their own business and sometimes something will come up. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's a single mom, mm-hmm. you know, and she just wants to make sure that when it's cold in the winter and mm-hmm. she wants to turn up the heat, that that extra $50 a month is not going to spin her out and break her budget. Right. And that's a big deal. It is. Or if the car stops working, right. you know, or it needs tires or the whatever. Things, the things most of us take for granted, really. Right. Yeah. So I actually um, was raised in a situation for a long time where um, I was what they call now um, food insecure mm-hmm. and home insecure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've talked about this yeah. before. And so I just feel like that whole philosophy of, you know, teach a woman to fish. Right. And she can take care of herself all day long. That's and right. The most powerful thing I've seen come from that is when you teach women to be empowered Mm -hmm. in business to earn for themselves, they are unstoppable. So true. It's so true. It blows me away. Yeah. It's so true. And, you know, of course I think about Proverbs 31 and, Mm -hmm. you know, and we, we often think of Proverbs 31. It's just so, prof- it's just so yeah. big. And, yeah. you know, we're, we're thinking that that's She's just one woman. Person. Yeah, we think. Yeah. yeah. And in reality, you know, we need to look at that's a life that she lived. It wasn't just something that she did in a day, you know, like, yeah. Hey, she woke up at 6am. That was her schedule. Yeah. This is a life of integrity and a life that she chose to live and how God blesses and honors that and how he blesses those around us. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, you know, that's the point in what you're doing is you're mm-hmm. saying, I want to show, and you're not just saying, I'm going to give you the tools, but mm-hmm. you're encouraging these ladies, mm-hmm. you're equipping them mm-hmm. and you're saying, I know you can do it. Right. I did it. Right. You can do it. And trust me, if I can do it, like anybody could do it. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't believe that. I'm you're like, a very bright uh... woman and you are pretty stubborn like me. So yes. I know for a fact yes. that if someone tells you that you can't do it, yes. you're going to do it. Yes. So I think that, you know, even your example of the, the single mom and the, mm-hmm. I mean, this can go for just any woman that maybe mm-hmm. feel like, oh my goodness gracious, I, you know, I just raised kids and I can't, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. my husband has always done the work and mm-hmm. you know me and my husband are in a place right now where I'm like hey yeah, it's time let's let's retire let's go let's let's mm-hmm. look at things that let's start dreaming of the future and retirement doesn't mean that's the the, the last step before we die but right. retirement just means for us that we're able to travel more we're able to go in into places that we would never go and I'm not talking about Bora Bora I'm mm-hmm. talking about you know Uganda I'm talking about places mm-hmm. where we can go and share our gifts and our talents mm-hmm. with folks that may never know mm-hmm. who Jesus is but also they may never know the love Love right. that we are capable of showing them right. and the love, the love you showed someone at church or at a mm-hmm. church event by simply saying, Hey, I just really feel like you're not trusting the Lord. Mm-hmm. There have been times when folks have come to me and just a, a truth that I felt like I was getting smacked across the face, but mm-hmm. it hurt because it was true. Yeah. It hurts because it's true. And, you know, in our lives, we need to look at those opportunities to step into and say, Hey, I want to, 
I want to speak the truth and love to people, Mm -hmm. whether they're right, wrong, or indifferent. I want to be there for them and walk with them through that. And I think that's what, you know, in this world, we're so afraid of saying something or we're isolated and we can't talk to anyone or, you know, and it was funny because last night or yesterday I was talking to a client. I just said, you know, I want to, I want to just bring our run mama run community together and Mm -hmm. I don't know how to do it. And I said, it's so crazy because, um, I find that literally run mama run. I feel like I am running like since, I don't know, 2018. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, I'm like, I need to stop and not t- be so literal, but go, how can I take care of myself and it last? Mm-hmm. You know, I can go to get my nails done and mm-hmm. I'm back in two weeks because they're chipped and broken. But so I, you know, I came up with this book club idea and I came up with this. Mm-hmm. I saw that. I just redid our, we were, I shouldn't say just did. I'm, we're do, redoing our bathroom, but they just got the bathtub in. We haven't had a bathtub for seven years and I, and literally it's been in for two weeks and I have yet to take a bath in it. I have just not. And all my kids have taken baths, my grandkids, everyone. And I told Clay, I said, I don't know why I feel like I have to have a reason to take a bath. Like I, Calgon, take me away. And really and truly, it's like, I need to reflect a little bit. And I thought, why don't I do like a book club and kind of say, hey, ladies, go hop in the bath and listen to your book. Go just have a moment. You can you can sort of feel like you're multitasking if need be, or, Mm -hmm. you know, if you, if you have a small business or if you, you're running a business out of your house, Mm -hmm. when I think of homeschooling your kids all day long Mm -hmm. right now, I'm like, you're definitely wanting some Calgon time. Yeah. What a great way to have so, you know, have, have a moment to take care of yourself, but to pour into our minds and pour into our thinking and be able to all of us come together and discuss and talk about it. Mm-hmm. Hey, what, how, how did this book speak to you? How is it going to make you a better leader? How is it going to make mm-hmm. you a better mom, wife, business owner? Mm-hmm. And that's just a small thing that I can do from, you know, my bathtub, a, yeah. sm- a very small thing. And I think about having a business, being an entrepreneur and going, okay, I can, I can create my own schedule. Right. I can take a bath if I want to. Right. I can go and volunteer. You, you volunteer with Feed New Mexico Kids. Yes. You go, you create, uh, these, uh, they're snack packs, correct? Mm -hmm. Yes. Could you tell us a little bit more? I know that they go to the schools and right now it's a little complicated because no kids in school. So I, um, sometimes I help pack, but now Mm -hmm. I'm in a different role Mm -hmm. where I help deliver to the schools. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think that having been a child who is food deprived, I've always, this topic, this, Mm -hmm. um, issue has always been super at the top of my list and Mm -hmm. on my heart. So when Holly Slade created Feed New Mexico Kids, Mm -hmm. I thought, yes, yes, yes. Like I was totally, you know, um, so excited about that. And, um, you know, as we both know, New Mexico is really high in childhood hunger, which is devastating. Um, So because I I do own my own business, then I I, I think a lot of business owners need to do this, but Mm -hmm. sometimes it's harder for the quote unquote nine to five person. You have to give back to the community. Mm -hmm. And if you can't give financially, then you give time or you give both. Right. And, um... You know, I, I remember Holly seeing Holly at the pickup area, um, where they pack the food Mm -hmm. and you can go to, um, I think it's nmkids.org 
org. I think so. Yeah. Um, I apologize if I don't remember exactly what that is. Um, and donate. And really what they need is money because yeah. they buy the food because they know exactly what needs to go into yeah. the snack pack. But she said, Hey, when you go to the school to deliver, find out, you know, how we're meeting needs, you know, and right. what, you know, we've been helping with. And so I asked the person that's my um, contact person that I give the food to the boxes. And she gave me a stack about two inches thick of thank you cards. Mm. And she said, the one on the top is really the most important one, because this is a mom and daughter who live in a motel, and they don't have a way to heat up or make food. Oh, right. So all the food in the snack packs is for children that can't Right. Put it non-perishable. In a pot, right. Turn on yeah. it. You know, it's non-perishable and they can just eat it right out of the package. Right. And I think that it would be really easy for me just to ignore that because it's, it's a wounding in my heart. Yeah. Right. And I, who wants to like go to the wounding of their heart, right. but I have seen in this last year, a lot of people have lost a lot of things mm -hmm. yeah. and that's happened to me as well. Um, not in necessarily a housing or fin you know, financial way, but all the Macedo children that are mine mm -hmm. got married. Yeah. You know, one of yeah. them is your son-in-law. Yes. Within five months of each other, mm -hmm. we became empty nesters overnight. Then yeah. the pandemic hit and our bonus kids weren't allowed to come to our house right. for almost a year to wow. stay with us. And that was hard. That was mm -hmm. really brutal for my husband. And here we are you know, yeah. like, wow, the yeah. rug just got pulled. But as I kept serving and serving and mm -hmm. serving and helping someone else meet a need, mm -hmm. um, the Lord was gracious to help heal my heart yeah. from transitioning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. To, from loss right. and saying, really, it's not loss. And I'm so grateful for all the kids right. that my children have married. Mm -hmm. They're amazing. I love them. I wouldn't change a right. single thing, but it's still a shift. It is. It is. And uh, you know, giving back to this community um, is huge. And this is something that is in our backyard and yeah. helping children to ha be food secure yeah. is obtainable. Yeah. And, you know, I want to touch on something that you said, you know, you mm -hmm. said it, it kind of stirs up something in your heart that, mm -hmm. that was, was painful. And I think, you know, isn't that how God works? Yes with healing, yeah. you know, he, he shows us that that did not happen for no reason. Mm -hmm. There was a reason why you had to live through that. This morning I was just listening to a message and it was talking about, you know, allowing God to comfort us and wipe away our tears. And why would we want someone to wipe away our tears who have, who has never cried? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, Jesus wept. I mean, he, he, he was God, man. And when I think about, you know, that, how, how can we come alongside of someone if we didn't, if we truly didn't know their pain, yeah. you know, how in the world would we know how important it is that we are stepping into that, that we're saying for you, it's the food security for, for someone else, it might be, you know, homelessness for another person. It might be, and it might not even be that you lived through it. It might just be something that God is stirring up in you. Mm -hmm. And I'm just saying, step into it. Yes. I know that 100. when you're, when you're looking at entrepreneurship, you're thinking, Oh my gosh, you know, entrepreneurship. I always think of millionaire. I just do. Yeah. I, I don't know why, but it's always, I think of success. I think forward thinkers. I think of people that are above the curve and with that comes much responsibility. Yeah. I truly believe. And, um, 
you know, and when I, when I was looking through scripture, I had found in Matthew six thirty three, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness mm-hmm. and all of these things will be added unto you. Mm-hmm. How, how often are we just seeking the dollar? You know, it's, we need to be seeking his righteousness and what is his righteousness. Mm-hmm. It's us coming alongside of those that are hurting us walking with the broken. And when I think of, you know, that this child, mm-hmm. this little girl that lived in, I lived in a motel with my mom, yeah. me, my brother and my mom and my stepdad, yeah. and we would move all over the place and we didn't have snack packs. I had right. even talked with, you know, Holly about that. And I said, man, would my life have been different because my mom was a proud woman. Yes. She would not ask for anything yeah. and she wouldn't accept anything unless it came from you know, our family, our, you know, sister or sisters or, you know, brothers or anything. So I just go back and think, you know, what a way to give dignity to a child to say, we're not, we don't want anything from you. We don't even need to know you. We just want you to know that you're loved. And this is how we're going to show you that you're loved. And for the school system to allow that, I Mm -hmm. think is amazing Mm -hmm. to be, you know, like, it's like, you know, Esther, for such a time as this. That's right. I mean, we're we're number one in the bad things and we're number fifty in the good things in New Mexico. Well, I think and that's we not can to slam. That. Right. Yeah. I think we can change that. There's two things about on, being an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. uh, a female entrepreneur that is key. The first is actually there's three. So the first is you have to be willing to step out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Right. You mm-hmm. have to be willing to, to take a chance and to say, um, this is where I want to be. Mm-hmm. This is how I'm going to get there. Mm-hmm. Right. Instead of being compliant to mm-hmm. stay, you know, in the same place. And I'm going to boldly say, um, without trying to offend, you know, who raised me, mm-hmm. you know, when I was in these desperate times is that I had to choose to yeah. break the cycle. Yeah, and we've true. talked about yeah. that. And then the second thing is not to ask anyone's permission to do mm, it. That's Meaning, good. what are they going to think about yeah. me? Are they going to, you know, call me a, you know, this or right. say that I'm and so money many, hungry or that I'm yeah right. only or, think about myself, right? Yeah. Or this is what I hear a lot mm-hmm. is I don't want to bother anybody, mm. you know. And so um, I don't, as a female, you know. It's so interesting because if I was a man, I would not be no. looked this at is so true. Right, as <laughs> so true. bothering or what does she think she's yeah. doing? Be like, he's he's kind of a cool guy. He's yeah. a badass. You right, know? right. He really knows he, he's, he's going for that's it. That's right. That's right. That's right. But it's when you're so a woman, true. sometimes they use the B word yeah. about you. She, well, you she's, know? She, gosh, I feel like she's nagging me or she's yeah. constantly on me about yeah. this thing. or And yeah. so as women, mm-hmm. you and I know mm-hmm. um, we can be really cruel to each other. Oh, women yeah. do this well. You see it all through the Bible. Yep. And we want, we see, I think what happens is we see another woman, you know, and honestly being a blonde, yeah. Caucasian, <laughs> even if, Mexico, even if it's fake, yeah, <laughs> even if, even if it's, you know, mm. bought, yeah, <laughs> right. It, it's a couple shades lighter than what I was born with. You know, I still get that. Well, you don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. When I deliver the food. Yeah. She doesn't know. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. Well, I do know, but I'm not going to. Do you ever share your story? 
Because um, see, what you just said was you just said yeah. justify. Yeah. We had gone into a home last month and there was a young man in the home. Uh, his younger siblings were taken out of the home. We had come in to provide the family with some resources so the children could come back. Yeah. Well, there was a teenage boy that refused to leave. So mm-hmm. CYFD, they can't remove them if they refuse to leave. If it's, a you know, you're, they're, teen, they're teens and they can... Um, what do they call it? They can um, self-protect. They can self-protect. So if there is abuse in the home, but there wasn't, it was just neglect and truly poverty. It was Mm -hmm. poverty. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were, it was a family that was um, undocumented immigrants. So that if they were to be evicted from where they lived, I mean, it was just this whole big, you know, disaster. And I, I felt I did. And the, the place where they were living was sub substandard and they couldn't do anything about it because, if they did, they they would get evicted, and where would they go? Right then, what? It, it was just this vicious cycle. Yes. Long story short, my husband, who is you know a a tall, big, burly white man, th- kind of going in and you know telling them what Who's they need the to do. Who's the target of everybody? He right really now. is. Poor guy. Our husbands I feel are so bad the for least him. Cared about. I know. <laughs> I, I tell him all the time, baby, you are loved. Yeah. Yeah. You is smart. You is kind. Yeah. <laughs> you is important. Yeah. I do because yeah. I I do. So the. My husband tells this young man, how much do I have to pay you to clean up your backyard? Wow. And the young man goes, what do you mean? And he goes, how much do I have to pay you? They had like dead animals in their back, chickens and stuff. Um, And my husband goes, how much do I have to pay you? Yeah. He's like, you don't have to pay me anything. It was really infuriating the kid. And my husband goes, no, because you're not doing it. Yeah. He's like, you tell me how much I have to pay you and I'll pay you. Mm-hmm. And the kid went off. He's like, you don't know. You're just coming in here and telling us what to do. And you have no idea how hard it is to live in yeah. this. You don't know. And um, my husband said to the the father, he said, "You, how do you want your son to grow up? Mm-hmm. Do you want your son to be angry with the world? Do you want your son? And the dad was like taken. And then he looked at the, my husband looked at the boy and said, are you going to break this chain? Are you right. going to be the one? Right. And the kid went back. You don't understand. You probably had a good dad and you, yeah. and my husband's like, you don't know me. Yeah. I mean, and that's where I think when things like this happen in our lives, we can't just go, Hey, I don't want to live through that again. I don't want to, I don't want to look back. I don't want to bring up that hurt. I don't want, you know what? God can take ashes and make them beautiful. It's scriptural. It's biblical, but God can do that for anyone, believer or not. He can take that disaster Mm -hmm. and help someone else to get out of it. Mm -hmm. My husband always says, you know what? We walk through the valley so that we can go back and help people out. We don't just walk through the valley for, you know, pity's sake or to feel sorry for ourselves. It's so that we know the way out. It's so that we know how to go back and bring someone else out of that valley. And my husband ultimately just said, I want you to talk to my wife. I want you to listen to her. Mm -hmm. And I just went over to him and I said, what's going on? And he's, you know, he laid into me and I just said, I understand. And I was able to share my testimony with him, able to share with him where God had brought me from. And I truly attribute it to, to Christ. And, you know, there's people out there, I'm sure that, you know, may attribute it to a better education. They may attribute it to the fact that, you know, their parents were able to move out of certain town, whatever you attribute it to. You, if you were able to get out of a circumstance, you need to be able to go and help someone else out. You have to, it's a responsibility. I think that we should all have and not just how can I make more? How can I get more? Right. 
because y- right. you're never going to get enough. Right. You're really not. And we see that in King Solomon, yes. you know, as an example. Right. And that's actually the third or fourth thing I was going to talk mm-hmm. about as an entrepreneur. You know, it's really the art of duplication. Right. Right. So it's I do, we do, then you do. Right. And that goes for everything mm-hmm. in life. This is the reason that my married children don't expect me to do their laundry. Right. Right. Praise <laughs> Sim- God. It, praise God. <laughs> it, or, you know, something as simple as that. Or mm-hmm. um, I think m- the ultimate gift is to teach another how to do what you do. Right. And not just come in and like you said, just to be the savior of the situation mm-hmm. and you're putting a band-aid on a bullet wound. That's right. And that's the same in bi- owning a business. Like anybody can do it. This is how you do it. And that's what people want, I think. They want to be shown how. Wow. Yeah. And then when it comes to the food, I think that I my hope and prayer is that I could speak into the lives mm-hmm of even the people at the schools that I deliver the food to who are distributing it to say to them, now you You do do it as well. You know, just don't stand here waiting for me to give it to you. Right. right? Yeah. Spread the word. More is always needed. And then, you know, that's the Lord softening our hearts, coming together as a Mm -hmm. community, helping each other. Right. And I know you guys know that because you do that all Mm -hmm. the time. And then everything can really start to change if we work together. I think we've gotten away from that in a lot of different areas, and that's a whole nother topic. But, you know, um, the Lord has this way of saying to the world, we're done with that Mm -hmm. selfishness. I'm going to force a situation where you have to work together, and we just... Yeah, had that happened a year ago. Right. And and I think even, you know, whether it's pandemic, whether it's, and I know for us, we've looked at the pandemic as something that has truly gotten us out of our box, gotten us out of this, yeah. okay, what can we practically do right now yes. for families? You yes. know, we did Recover New Mexico. We were able to provide supplies and things that we folks weren't able to purchase at stores, disinfectants, toilet paper, diapers, wipes, all of those things. And, and it was like, okay, now we have an abundance. We're good. We're going to pull back off of that. Mm-hmm. You know, does that mean that, you know, you have to pick an area and do it for the rest of your life? No, right. it doesn't. It means that you can do multiple things. You can right. go to multiple places and nations and it doesn't have to just be in your backyard. But for us right now, that's where, you know, that's where we are right now. And when I think of, how you do business, the way that you're doing business is you're showing those folks that you're training and Mm -hmm. that you're hoping that they go and do is you're not just saying, this is how you have a successful business. Mm -hmm. How you have a successful business is also giving, right? It's, it is helping your community, helping your family, helping someone in need. I mean, I, I know multiple stories about, you know, you stopping and helping people and, you know, finding people that have babies that are homeless. And, you know, and I think about that and I just go, gosh, how inspiring that is for me to go, okay, you know what? I need to step out of my comfort zone and maybe step into another area that I had not been comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And that's what our, our words and our testimonies are, is that to encourage and provoke someone else to righteousness. And, you know, I was just looking in Matthew eight and it was just talking 
about um, for what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? That's Mark eight thirty six. And I, you know, when we're when we're working, why do why do we compartmentalize everything? Why do we just say that's my job or I can't I can't do that if I do that you know I'll get in trouble or I'm supposed to be working or I can't help someone or you have no idea what your words can do for another employee that you're working with whether you're an entrepreneur or not. Right. Whether you work at, you know, the the grocery store or you work at, um, I don't know. I used to work at a Hallmark store when I was a kid. I don't I even remember know if they Hallmarks. exist. Yeah. Do they even exist? I, I don't know. I don't think they do. I don't but know. But I loved that job. I yeah. loved it because folks were coming in because of an occasion, whether it's a marriage, a baby, but they would come in sometimes for a death. Yeah. And I remember being a teenager and someone buying a condolence card and just feeling prompted to, at that time I wasn't following the Lord at all, but I just felt prompted like, are you okay? You know, I'm sorry, you know, someone close to you passed away. Well, yeah, it was my, you know, my cousin's wife. She passed from breast cancer and I'm like, oh, you know, I mean, just yeah. for someone to say, I'm so sorry what that does and it kind of gets you over the next hump you know, the next hill, the mm -hmm. next trial. So, you know, for, for anyone that's listening, I mean, you may not be a business owner, mm -hmm. you may be unemployed, you may be mm -hmm. struggling finding a job or you're a college student or a high school student. Just know that you're valuable and know that your testimony or what life you've already lived that has equipped you. It's equipping you mm -hmm. to be able to help someone else. And I want to, um, challenge, challenge those that are listening, look at your past and just look at something that has been difficult. And I know yeah. for me personally, it has been a source of healing mm -hmm. to be able to right. help someone. Right. Because I couldn't help myself. Right when I was in those situations, when I was a child right. or a young adult, I couldn't necessarily go, Oh, I'm just going to pull myself up by the bootstraps and, right. you know, fix this. We truly need to come alongside of folks and come alongside of those that we love and people we don't even know. It's simple. Really. Yeah. When you think Sometimes about it, Sometimes strangers are easier to serve. I think so. But you know, um, I think there's a couple things that stop people one is a is a victim mentality, mm. and sometimes our government like perpetuates a, that. Oh. Like I can't do that. I was raised in a broken home, or I oh, can't yeah. do that because I don't have a college education, yeah. or you know, my dad was abusive, or mm -hmm. you know, you don't know. And mm -hmm. do you think that's fear? I know? think it's fear, but I also think um, because when I think of victimization, so much rejection, yeah. That, that there is a fear of rejection. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I re I just remember this one thing. Um, I really um, am not like my mom's not my mom. She's more like kind of an aunt to me, but right. I really do adore her. Uh -huh. um, she lives in Oregon. But um, I just remember when I was young talking to her about um, going to look at a house I think it was even, I don't, I don't know. It was something like a model home, mm -hmm. you know, and I, and I owned my first home at 25 because mm -hmm. my first husband was quite a bit older than I was. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we had that gift to do that. And I was telling her about it and she said to me something that I'll never forget. She said, well, I don't, I don't look at model homes. And I said, well, why is that? She said, because I don't want to dream about something I can never have. Mm. It's like, well, who told you that? Wow. And it's a why lie. Why would you accept it's, it? Well, and it's a lie that she's believed. <laughs> and it's a lie. Yeah, it's a lie. 
And so offense is the other thing that I know we're dealing with in our society right now. Mm. And huge, huge, we get offended so, so easily. And, you know, in James 3, 5, it says, so also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small Mm. fire. And, you know, I think we just have to look past offense. Right. Because offense will stop us, yeah. and so we're offended, and then we feel like a victim, right. and then we isolate, right. and you don't want to be a sheep mm. pulled out of the herd because you know that's right. what Satan wants, and that's it right. starts that vicious cycle again, like the young man yeah. kind of you were talking about. Yeah. He was offended, right? and he was offended because he was embarrassed. Right. And Yeah, you know. and I think about when, when I look at um, just being able to say, okay, I'm going to look for the golden people. I'm going to yeah. stop being offended because yeah. we can be offended over anything. I mean, driving here, oh I was offended gosh. by the person in front of me. Right, right. <laughs> they did it, you know, they yeah. didn't signal or they cut me it's off. Fa- I, I, and I can't think of, I'm going to actually look it up really fast, but there is a, a book and it's a, a pretty famous book and it's by Covey, I believe. And it's, I think it's about, you know, influencing people or, but anyway, we, me and my husband listen to it quite frequently. I don't obviously listen to the title, but there's a story about a man that is at a subway station or at a train station with his kids. And there's another man observing him and the, the kids are just wild, like bouncing off the walls, playing with the magazines and throwing things and, you know, climbing on furniture. And the dad is just sitting there Mm -hmm. like he's not. He's not reprimanding his children. He's not telling them to calm down, nothing. And the man that's observing is like, are you kidding me? Like, Mm -hmm. you are not doing anything Mm -hmm. to discipline these kids. And he's like, I'm going to say something. I'm going to say something to this guy. Mm -hmm. And he's, you know, mustering it up to... Um, to go tell this father to get his kids under control. And he finally goes up to him and says, sir, seriously, what are you doing? And the man said, I don't know. And he said, you need to get your kids under control. Mm. And the man said, I know. I just, I'm really lost because my wife just died. Yeah. And I, I don't know what to do now. Yeah. And I think, what if we looked at everyone that way and, and not making excuses for people, but having grace, Yeah, having grace and going, you know what, why do we, why do we always have to think the worst of someone? Why can't yeah. we go, you know, we don't always have to even think of a scenario. We can ask, right. Hey, are you okay? Yeah. Is everything all right? I call when that your waitress is rude. Yeah. I call that a cake in the front seat. Yeah. So years and years ago, um, I had this really gorgeous two-tiered cake uh-huh. for a party in the front seat of my car. And I wanted to drive very carefully so right. the thing wouldn't get ruined. And I know that other drivers were bugged by that. So I try to think of that mm. when yeah, you know, that's good. I see something going on. It's like, well, maybe they have a cake in the front seat. Exactly. And and I don't know. I I think that when we start becoming more gracious to people, mm-hmm. we stop being offended. And we also... Don't care what people think of us. Because normally it's not about us at all. <laughs> it really is. 99.9% of the time, it is. You know, that look you give somebody and they're like, oh, she was so, you know, I, I got that a lot when I was working in ministry. Uh-huh. I met with a woman recently and that had been in, in uh, a volunteer in the ministry mm-hmm. I was in for a while. And she said, you know, when I first met you like four years ago, I thought, I don't know if I like her. Right. She's like, but you're so nice. Right? I said, well, 
there's the Tracy that had a job to get done. Right. And then there's the Tracy, you know, I said, these were the things behind the scenes that you didn't know. Right. And then there's the Tracy that can just be your friend, but I wasn't there to make 800 new friends. Right. (laughs) Well, and I think, yeah, you're right. And, and that's where we need to go. Hey, she's trying to do her job. Yeah. And you just don't know what's behind the scenes. Well, isn't it crazy though, how we can take that one offense and just bury it. And then that's the seed to bitterness. And well, it's what Satan wants. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And we, we take the bait every single time and that's where we have to go. No, that's a lie. Yeah. No, you know what? I'm going to think the best of them. And what does that harm you? Yeah. What does it harm us to think the best of someone? Well, being offended is a sin. It is. Yeah. It is. And, and really, and truly, if, if you feel like someone is upset with you for something, ask, Yeah. Hey, are we all yeah. right? Like, yeah. are we cool? Yeah. Are you all right? Yeah. And, and it's not like, I just want to be cleared of this, but I, I want to make sure our relationship is important. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's settle this. And what if we, as women set the pace, cause right. women need to do this mm-hmm. of, you know, she kind of gave me a weird look or she said something kind of rude, but I'm just going to think the best right. about her. Right. And you know what I've done too with people that are in my life that are important, that I love. And if they're acting out of character, yeah, I'll just blow it off. I'm like, you know what? That's not their character. Yeah. Why am I, yeah. why am I so concerned that they were short with me? Yeah. Okay. The world does not revolve around That's me. That's right. Can you believe that? They did not stop what they were doing right. and honor me. It's like, right. okay, so what? Yeah. And, and, and that plays into a whole other, I mean, we could probably talk about it for four years, just mm-hmm. being humble in, in those circumstances. And, and if mm-hmm. you are desiring to be a leader of any kind, mm-hmm. we need to, we gotta, we gotta humble ourselves in love. And we have to say, you know, that's not being a doormat by any means, but right. it's also not being offended by every little thing. Right. Cause and it stops. We you. do you that. You can't move forward. That's right. And I think, and I'm, I'm certain with when you are talking to women mm-hmm. doing, you know, doing your business that you're probably just going, okay, they're really and truly putting up these fears of why they can't go forward. A lot of it is because they're wounded. A lot of it is because yeah. they have never been told that they can do something. Like you said, your mom, why would I do that? Well, yeah. what? Yeah. Why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. And we are all different people and we're, we can't make everyone just like us, right. but we can surely let them know that they're loved and that they're important and that not even for one second do they need to believe that they can't dream or that reaching for the sky is wrong. And linking arms mm. with the person that yeah. you're talking to instead of just saying, okay, this is how you do this. Now go do it and let right. me know how it goes. Yeah. But truly linking arms and yeah. showing that you you care right. and um, nothing that, besides death. Yeah. Um, the one thing you can't get back is time. That's right. And when you invest time, which all those women I talked about in the very beginning mm-hmm. invested their time yeah. in me and you can always get money back, a house right. back, a car back, you know, whatever, um, that investing time is really linking arms right. and showing that person you care. And just like how you said to that young girl, you know, okay, sweetheart, you invested yeah. in her in that second. Yeah. And I didn't even know Yeah, it was just. I don't know. It was just something that I was like, okay. And yeah. to this day, she calls me mama. Yeah. Like she, she lives in another state. She's going to seminary. And the other day she just sent me a picture of her and a young man that she just started dating. She hasn't dated as long as I've known her. Yeah. And 
she's like, mama, here he is. And she had been, we had been talking about this young man. And it's so crazy because I'm like, I I mean, I have her in my phone as my girl. Mm -hmm. I mean, this young lady just means so much to me and not because her mom isn't present. It's because she really and truly is like, I need, there's a void yeah. And I, I need to know that I'm going to be okay. I need to know that you're in my corner. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's as simple as, you know, a phone call. Mm-hmm. You know, we have phone calls every so often. It's as simple as, and it doesn't cost me anything. Right. It really doesn't cost me a dime. And I, I, I want to be able to continue to live my life that way. I mean, I have a, I have a, you know, a ton of kids and grandkids. And, and I'm like, there's always time to encourage a person. Yeah. There's always time to shoot someone a text and say, I'm thinking about you or yeah. I'm praying for you. Or is there anything I can do for you? Yeah. I mean, of course they're going to tell you nothing, but just come that coming alongside that locking arms and it can be figuratively or can be literally, you know, with someone that's yeah. physically ill, we can do that. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's equipping. It is. And I think the depression rate would change mm. if we poured into each other more. That's right. I know there's a lot of chemical um, yeah. issues linked with depression. I'm not um, mitigating that at all. Oh no. But yeah. you know, just to have somebody to talk to that you trust that, you know, is going to, you know, listen, right. Is something that we can do and, um, and not feel like you got to fix them. Yeah. But just exactly. say, I get you. Yeah, I got it. Exactly. I, get, I understand Yeah, those. I mean, ugh, that those two words I understand are, are just profound. One of the things that I learned, um, in becoming a chaplain to say in a crisis was what can I do for you right now? Yeah. So those are the two things I say when young women that I'm, uh, have relationships with that, you know, I'm walking side by side with when they call me, mm. the first thing I say is, are you safe? Yeah. Then the second thing is, what do you need right now? Right now. Yeah. And that's not like, I don't have time. Just tell me what you need. Right. It's, you know, let's like, I, do you, I, I'm, do you need I'm, me to I'm activated right yeah. now. I, yeah. I'm going now. Do you need yeah. prayer right now? Right. You know, what is it you need right now? Yeah. I can run to target. I yeah. can get, you know, and you soup. did that for me. Do you remember? <laughs> no. So I was thinking about our conversation. Yeah. So when my daughter Marin was getting married Uh at our house, oh yeah, (laughs) this crazy thing happened where my other daughter, um, let's see how I can say this. She had, um, she was getting married to a man who already had children and bless his heart. (laughs) He's the sweetest man. I adore him beyond all things. (laughs) So this little girl was going to be the flower girl at my daughter's wedding. And he just had a very little time to pick her up from her mom's and to get her to our house. And we were like doing the mad makeover on this little girl to get her ready for the wedding. And I looked down and she's in tennies. And I thought, huh. Interesting. And I said, oh, where are her shoes? He said, that's all she has. And, you know, he's just a dad. Her feet are covered. She's yeah, good to go. We're good. I'm like, it's going to be okay. <laughs> you know, this is not a major thing, but I do need a mother who understands this. And I That's called right. you and I'm like, I forgot about that. Please help me. I think she's this size. I just need a cute little pair of dress shoes. And you went, I think to Target, I did. you brought I me like Target. four pair. You're like, there's gold and there's white and there's this and there's that. And I'm like, oh, thank you, Lord. Right. I don't even know if I, I didn't because even remember of that, that day, I was able to thank you, but I oh, thought of that and I'm like, Girl, like, let's go, like, wherever you want to eat, it's right. on me because 
I don't even remember it, that. But now that you mention it, it's yeah. like, oh yeah. And you didn't even any skip time, a beat. You're no. like, okay. Anytime I can buy, buy shoes yeah. for anyone, I am a happy woman. Well, it's <laughs> that, you know, you, we all need that girlfriend that yeah. you call at 4 a.m. and say, I have a body. <laughs> right. You know, and you're like, okay, I'm coming to help you. You know, oh, not okay. literally, but <laughs> right. But, figuratively, but that kind of, that I know who I can call. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. And I know for me, I, I mean, and you and I could probably, we, we should probably schedule another, another, <laughs> um, uh, interview or just to talk just as far as in-laws, because yeah. I think, yeah. um, I think we're doing pretty good. Yeah. Thus far, it's yeah. been a year and a half about. Yeah. yeah. And uh, almost two years. June, yeah. it'll be two years. June. And I just, I. Well, you have more experience than I do. Uh, not that much more. But. The, you don't have a boy yet that's gotten no. married. That's different. <sighs> and you know what? I agree. I that's agree. Different. I do. I agree. It's very different. We joke about, you know, the girls dating versus the boys dating. And people are like, oh, yeah, they're terrified to ask my girls out because my husband is kind of a scary man. And he he jokes, you know, about his talks. And and it's funny because his son-in-laws are his best friends. They are truly his best friends. And I think about my boys when they're going to date. Oh, those girls are in trouble because they're going to have to not only get through me, but six sisters. Yeah. There are six girls that are going to be like, uh-uh, I don't think so. Yeah. That, this, she's not good enough. <laughs> well, because it's that it's, letting it's hard. go to you as a mom. Like you've raised this little boy and you've cared for him mm-hmm. and nurtured him right. and met needs that he had. And right. with my kids, I'm very close. Mm-hmm. And you know, I would talk with my son, Nick, about all of his issues and girl stuff and yes. school. And and now that's not my job anymore. Right. And, and it's, it's like, hard to switch gears. Okay, wait, what? Yeah. It's hard to switch <laughs> like, gears. I, he was born at home for a reason. Right. Because I wanted a close relationship with that kid. <laughs> you know, so. You didn't plan on him actually leaving the house well, there's <laughs> one day. That, there's that saying that a girl is a daughter for life. A boy is a son till he takes a wife. And oh, I was that's baloney. That's not true. And I'm like. Uh uh-uh, uh, that's not true. Like, oh, See, I don't. The believe girls that. are different. The girls are like, "Hey, mom, let's." And what do you think? And the boys are like, because they're in a different mm. role too. They're like, "I'm the husband. Yeah. I'm the care provider." Yeah, you know. And my wife will nurture me. And I'm mm. like, "It's a hard place to okay. shift gears." Yeah. Well, I know for us, when we when we um, looked at our kids getting married, or even when they turned eighteen, was really when it happened. We had made the decision that we were going to step out. Yeah. We were kind of like, okay, they're 18, yeah. we're stepping out, yeah. and we are going to be invited back in. Yeah. So for us, it was before they got married, because no one got married at 18. Savannah was the closest at 19. But we were like, you know what? We are just going to, when we're invited to come back in, it, yeah. and it's on their terms, Yeah. What, uh, they need help, they need what, we're here, we're open, We our relationship is no longer, we're going to tell them what to do and how to do it, we're going yeah. to be asked yeah and yeah. if they ask us for it's something it's a good place to great. be great yeah otherwise we're out yeah and it's hard it's yeah. a hard place because yeah. clay and i will have those you know conversations that we only have in our bedroom right with the door shut and, and you're it's like, like I what are they doing going. yes it's about to wreck. exactly I want, I yes don't, i don't want my child to wreck. no we don't and then yeah. we just we pray we yeah. drop to our knees and say okay yeah we are no longer their authority figure and now is the time for us to say what we've always said, they belong yeah. to the Lord. Yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna back out. And if they need help, if they need anything, we're gonna provide that and we're gonna walk with them through that. But otherwise, it's it's not easy. Yeah. It isn't. 
And this is yeah. where we feel like we totally are relying on the Lord for this. We're, you know, if they're making a dumb decision, we're like, okay, we're not going to say it. We both came from parents that will tell us how stupid we are. Yeah. <laughs> like before the decision is made, you guys yeah. are dumb. Don't yeah. do that. Yeah. And I know it created a lot of resentfulness in both of us yeah. as we tried to create a life for ourselves. And, and I just think, golly, man, when we have kids, I want to make sure that we're being respectful. Yeah. And I think that that so far, um, We've had, we've had, we've had some bumps, you know, not going to lie. We had a little bumps, but it's okay. It's yeah. all right. We're learning. We've never done this before. Yeah. You've never been a mother-in-law before. Yeah. It's yeah. like, and then three times, dude. <laughs> three times, like immediately. Right. Yeah. Not just like one a year or one every other mm -hmm. year. And one year. Yeah. Literally one year. In five months. Yeah. <laughs> Your family yeah. doubled. Yeah. Like <laughs> truly because you, you got a grand, instant grandbabies. I got, you got instant two grandbabies, instant grandbabies. So your family literally sons, did. Another daughter. Yes. And, and, and then, you know, that produces. Yeah. They multiply they from do. there. That's right. So. It, and it's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. And it's, it's really something that I had prayed for. Mm-hmm on my knees for my children, um, having come from a place with my three where we were very bonded through mm -hmm. tragedy. Yeah. Um, you know, it wasn't like, here's mom and dad and they're going right. to raise us. And, you know, it was just tr in a tragedy yeah. bonding, yeah. circling the wagons. Right. And, and surviving and surviving. And, and when you go into survival ugh. mode, it, it changes the dynamics. It does. It changes family dynamics. It changes who's who. And I mean, I know for a long time, my brother had stepped in as a father and, mm -hmm. and that complicates things. It really does. And it complicated things between me and my father. And mm -hmm. so looking, I, I get it. And mm -hmm. I think that it is so much more common than, you know, going back to the things that we've lived through. Yes. God can totally use them in other people's lives. And so I'm going to, I'm going to cut it here because yep. you and I could talk for three hours about this. And I, I, I wanted to meet with you because I love what you do. Mm. I love you. Mm. And I love what kind of woman you are to those that are broken. Yeah. I love how you love on people and you're not like here, let's snuggle on the couch. You're like, okay, girlfriend, I love you and yeah. you're going to just dust off and yeah. we're going to move. And yeah. I, I, I resemble that. Mm -hmm. And it's sometimes not really received mm -hmm. because, um, we as women are nurturers and, and I'm just, you know, you think with 10 kids I would be, but I'm not, I'm, I'm very much like, let's put into action yeah. and I need to work on that. But I, I see a similarity in mm -hmm. us mm -hmm. and I think that God put us together for a mm -hmm. reason yeah. and a family. I, I call you my, my sister mama. So we're sister mamas. Yeah. <laughs> we're sister mamas. Yeah. And, um, I see how God is using that and mm -hmm. using you and your family. Yeah. And I wanted to put a, a spotlight on you mm -hmm. and say, thank you mm -hmm. and say, keep going. I well, am cheering I you and running so alongside much. of you. Yeah. I, me too. Like our kids got married. They didn't have a choice, right? Being raised by us. <laughs> they, they're like, okay. You know, not that we pushed them together by no. any means at all, yeah. but they just came right? from similar backgrounds they did. and they did. I don't think anybody else could have put up with each of our children, right? but those two. That's true. There, so. and they are, they're just amazing kids. And yeah. I'm so thankful for them. And I'm so thankful for you. 
thanks for coming Thank you. and i do i i do want to set up another time for us to get together and chat about 15 other things yeah there's a lot there there is love oh, you trace love you thank you mm -hmm. thank you so much for joining us today on the run mama run podcast check us out on social media at runmama.run and mamas keep running